Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. All right, Dave, here we go. One more podcast, episode 21. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. We should have, like, celebrated on episode 20. Well, I did. It just, you know, after you left, I went and got to know myself a little better. (laughs) That's a different type of celebration. Well, I had you in mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm flattered, Dave. I'm flattered. Thanks. You should be. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Well, so today I I just thought I'd kind of pick your brain about a few different things. I, uh, it's been a hell of a week for me. I yeah. know it's been a hell of a week for you. So oh. maybe a little bit more lighthearted today. Oh, it'd be great. Not too serious. Although, you know, there are some things out there that really just drive me crazy. <laughs> me too this week. Yeah. So in case, in case folks at home don't know, we do exist on Twitter and we've been on there for, I don't know, a few weeks, I guess, maybe more. And I'm every time I get on there, I just hate it more and more. <laughs> what, what do you hate about it? People are just jerks, you to, know. In general, or in general, you, oh. I like to read what other people are saying, and then and then I go in and I I listen to the threads below it, and people are just mean. It, it floors me. It's I feel that a lot of um, the social media is. I mean, it used to be about, you know, silly food that you used to eat, you know, and now it really is an avenue for hatred. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's despicable. It's really hard to see good things. In fact, it's like, I hate this. Who's all on board? So everybody feels like they're being positive by being on board, but it's usually about something that they're upset about. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, I have had to stop listening to a handful of shows I listen to just so I could get some important things I've got going on in my life mm. in my mind because I've got enough to think about and to think about, you know, getting angry or upset or annoyed with other people is, man, that's on my back, back, back burner. You know, mm. I don't really have a whole lot of time for that. Well, the, the, well, so I don't follow tons of people and, you know, we don't really don't have any followers on Twitter. So, I don't know, maybe I should say follow us, but then I'm almost thinking I don't want to do it anymore because people are so mean. I know. I, I mean, it's hard. I, 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 of course, say please follow us because I, I'm okay with it. I, if somebody has something negative to say, but at least it's inspiring them to think about mm-hmm. something. I, I, I know that I'll be nice and say 50% of America won't agree with us on mm-hmm. so many things. And half the time I'll disagree with myself later too, you know? <laughs> so I get yeah. it. It's, but, the more the merrier. And I think if somebody could, if it could trigger, I'm not trying to use the word trigger, but trigger a thought one way or another, I say, please do. Yeah. It, it's just us. We need to make sure we tone things out. A, a quick example. Uh, we have a, a little deal that I made that we're selling and I, and my wife, she posted it to people and, and all, all of a sudden, people are commenting on it and being negative and mean. And she goes, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I get upset. I go, don't even let if it doesn't exist. If you don't read it, mm-hmm. if you don't pay attention, I, mean, <laughs> I know it's good to get some feedback, but you want, you know, example is if you're, if you're selling something, get feedback from the people that bought it, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have it in their hands and they're just, just making up, you know, quick thoughts in their minds about it. And it's going to be frustrating you and it's let it roll. You know, there's going to be, one out of 10 are going to be hateful. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be really positive, but 
I think you're probably right. I mean, depending on who you're following. Um, our, by the way, our, our, is it a handle account name? We'll go with handle. A- handle. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, no, you would. Dave. Uh, we're the NTS podcast. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. I like to post stuff that's, you know, kind of in the news or some things that kind of make me think. You know, I, I want to have it somewhat intellectual, but also a little humorous here what? and there. We're supposed to have it intellectual? Well, sometimes. Oh, I better work but, on saying that word. You know, I, I follow a few different folks, uh, you know, both left and, and right you know, politically. I follow a few different uh, science type folks, and then I follow some, like, just seems like regular people who are super sarcastic. Because I kind of like sarcasm. It goes a long ways to me, for me. But, you know, I I watch, or not watch, but I read what, like, Bernie Sanders has been posting. Because, of course, I disagree with Bernie on uh, 99% of things, probably. Maybe even there's a percentage inside of that that I would <laughs> increase it up to. But I I don't know if he posts stuff for himself or is, if, if he has some social media person do it for him. I would I would guess that some social media person is doing it for him. That's what I'm guessing, just based on how stuff is written. But he posts stuff, and then there's this massive flood of comments and below. And you know the way he he writes stuff, he does write some things like in um, in like question form. You know where he asks, uh, you know like, you know, do we need a or. Yeah, like something like, you know, do we need a Green New Deal? Um, you know, do working families need a $15 an hour, you know, minimum wage? And, you know, he, sometimes he makes it into a statement and, and says, yes, we need these things. But he kind of leaves it up to people to comment on. Right. And the worst is then to read those comments because people are so mean. I mean, Bernie is like one of those. He's still a likable character, even though you can disagree totally with his his politics and his life philosophy. He's, he's kind of, he reminds me of one of those cartoon characters and I kind of like the character. Uh, as long as he's not like, um, as long as he's not making not decisions in power making, Yeah. As long as he's in a freaking <laughs> fiction novel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll just read you. Uh, here's a statement and <laughs> he's got like 10,000 likes. Okay. He says, if we can afford billions of dollars in corporate welfare to corporations who are destroying the planet, then yes, we can afford to transform our energy systems, rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, and create millions of good-paying union jobs. I, I could sit there and paint you a rainbow um, philosophy and, or plan to make something all perfect, but when you decide to hook those ideas together, you're gonna, you'll find that they won't hook together. They take away from something else, they do and you contradict. can't live without whatever it's getting taken away from. Mm-hmm. I mean, would it be a example is like paid for college. It's not free college. It comes from something, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you have to pay. The money is coming from something. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, nothing's free. Well, so one of the things he says, you know, corporate welfare, well, what is he, he doesn't have a problem with welfare as long as it doesn't have corporate in front of it. Cause he likes to hand out, stuff to everyone anyway as long as they don't have money already <laughs> you know you like, the the whole the whole socialist idea drives me crazy because yes. those corporations are the folks that are employing people and providing some way to earn a living 
Yes. So why is this a problem? Why, why you know, trash on the corporate America when without corporate America, I think we it's have just far a, fewer jobs. I just think it's an easy way to have bad guys that the, that the civilians could look to and go, yeah, those rich guys, because we're not. Mm-hmm. So it seems easier, and there's fewer, so we could all get mad at, and it's, it's just an easier way to get on board with what he's saying. I mean, it's easier to say these million billionaires, whatever, need to, you know, follow certain guidelines and, and because, because why? Because we're never going to be like them. And therefore, you know, we could get on board with uh, ridiculing them. But at the same time, without them, we wouldn't be able to have anybody to support us. Yeah. Number one, we wouldn't have the jobs. Right. Number two, we wouldn't have the products that they're producing or the services that they're producing, which in most cases, if they're being sold and, uh, it, you know, people are buying them, then there's a value to that. That means they're they're providing us something that, that we want. So why is this such a major problem? It, it just seems to me like, well, we can't just replace all those people or all those corporations with government and have government provide those same products. It doesn't work that way. The whole free market thing doesn't exist if you put government in into that position. Right. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, you could go work at one corporation and make eight bucks an hour, and you work at another one, and you make 50 bucks an hour. If you can't make it, example is, I can't go work at, at, at McDonald's, even though I, want, I might want to so bad. <laughs> Do and, you? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, to live the life I want. I had to move up to live a certain way, and even changing it to $15 an hour, mm-hmm. that will not help the freaking uh, society or all the uh, living wage. It's not a living wage. And, and it maybe shouldn't be, you know? I mean, I don't think, um, I don't know. Every, there's certain people I know that are happy, I'm going to guess, could literally live off of five grand a year, but they're fine being minimalists, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. But for me, I want to, in my head, for some reason, is a way to, I want to keep building stuff. And I can't build stuff off of being a minimalist. It's, it's contradictory to mm-hmm. itself. And, and you can't expect that that place that's, that's eight bucks an hour needs to pay 30, 50 bucks an hour to, to, you know, meet my needs. It's mm-hmm. not right. It's not, it's got to pay for, it's got to come from something. And it goes, if you start, if you start whacking away up at the top, it's going to roll down to all of us. Mm-hmm. And where you make that 15 bucks an hour, well, guess what? Now your bread at the store is now eight bucks a loaf instead of a <laughs> dollar ninety eight. Yeah. So if they've been better off, you know what, what they've been better off doing is just keeping the wages as they are and, and, um, quit, um, quit having the co- companies stop hiking up their stuff annually from insurances and, I don't know. Everything yeah, seems the other to go costs. up. Everything seems to go up annually nowadays, mm-hmm. not just yeah because of need or whatnot. Well, I know we we posted a podcast uh, a few episodes ago where we talked a little bit about the minimum wage, and it's definitely I think it's a worth worth listening to because yeah. I think we made some pretty good arguments about why the minimum wage is a is a bad thing. Um, so you got a you got a brisket again, Dave? I do, I do. I might have to go take a little look-see at that. Yeah, you let me know when you want to take a break, and we can take a break. I think right now should be a good time. All right, so, so. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We can check on your brisket. <laughs> and, My meat uh, comes first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right. 
Is life getting a little too serious? Has the pandemic gotten you down? Do you find yourself meandering around looking for something to do or maybe just tired of listening to the same old stuff? Well, maybe it's time you start listening to the Never Too Serious Podcast. We're a great way to lighten the mood, learn a little something, or simply enjoy a Never Too Serious conversation on just about any topic. You can find the Never Too Serious Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. How's that brisket? Oh, my meat is doing good. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I uh, expect you to save me some <clears> so I can try it. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about uh, Bernie Sanders and some of his yeah. uh, tweets. Uh, you know, maybe it's just that, that I suck at Twitter, and so I, I get no responses from anyone. Or maybe they just know that we're a little bit more right leaning, and they well, you would think they just out. You would think they jump on us and and try to tear us down yeah well so so bernie he he made a point he says uh what would tuition free debt free higher education mean for you and your family you know i i get that that you know sort of throw the question out there of course he's got you know three thousand different retweets for forty five hundred tweets with uh some sort of you know response and then he's got thirty seven thousand likes for this thing well i decided that i was just going to respond not that he's ever going to read it but it, it kind of hits me because I have a higher education degree and I've been, you know, I've worked in schools and it's, you know, education's important, but it, there's a certain, you know, value to it. And I just, my response was free is rarely free. There is a cost. And to say that it is free is dishonest because, of course, it's not. Uh, Democrat socialists are not pitching an economic philosophy that lifts all boats. It's just that's the way it is, and it's, no one even realizes that what they're pitching is going to harm more people than than help them. And free education does not mean that it it's going to be exist. good. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, there's way that's, too many that's costs. That's what they've got to say is free education does and cannot exist. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to say, listen, every all the instructors, uh, you know, teachers, uh, whatever you want to call them, instructors want to volunteer their time. Let's say the the Yale, they want to just donate their whole building. Well, who's you got to pay for the the lights to be on? Mm-hmm. You can't just donate power and energy now. It's coming from something now. You know, you can only go so far. But the people that have to teach them and and the building has to be ma- ma- uh, maintained, and the people need to live. Mm-hmm. And it. So when you say that, well, my first response is higher taxes. Yeah, uh, I have to pay for it, you know, and it and right now there's fewer people working than than um, than there was a year and a half ago. And now they want and they're raising taxes. So they're going to want more out of squeezing even more out of the people that are working. Mm-hmm. There's even signs I've seen people posting signs on Facebook. And there's these signs saying, please bear with us. It's slow. We have only a few people here because nobody wants to come to work anymore. Mm. And it's a huge epidemic of <laughs> of people are just deciding that wow well i could literally stay home and it's like they don't even need to have a reason they could just sit there and start absorbing um state funding mm-hmm. and it's i don't understand it used to be if i'd have to work at a place for a certain amount of time before i could even get unemployment but now it seems like everybody just seems to get unemployment even though you haven't even been working i don't understand how that works i mean not to go too far off, but when when illegal immigrants could get the their cut our cut too, and more than us, 
you know, it's... It, From it, the stimulus. Right. Yeah. And that's our tax money. Mm-hmm. So when they use our tax money now, because that's going to be a gap, that's going to be... It's taken from something else. And it's going to be higher taxes no matter what you do from less people. And if less people decide they want to do the no work thing, and then our government is supposed to help support them, which is their whole socialism thing, well, where's it coming from? You can't just take it from the the corporations because less people are going to be buying them. I mean, or buying items because you can't. Example, you know, lumber is so outrageous. There's these jokes saying, you know... um, yeah, I'm looking to get a, a you know, a 2020, you know, uh, uh, let's just say cor- Corvette. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to trade this sheet of plywood for it, <laughs> you know, because it's so expensive. Or somebody goes, I just paid $6,000 for this deck, and it's a, like a footstep that's outside of their RV. <laughs> but it, the joke is, is it's li- literally about 100 bucks for a sheet of plywood right now, mm. where just a, several months ago was literally... Um, I think it was 40 or so, you know, 35, 40, or maybe up to 50, depending on that sheet of plywood. But mm-hmm. I think, technically, I think I saw it was 98, 96 bucks mm-hmm. or something. But some of the people I talk to that are building stuff is, well, you know, it's costing a lot of people money. People are having to cancel their their jobs that they want to do. Well, guess what? When they're canceling, then these people are going to be forced out of work. Mm-hmm. So you keep raising the stuff, the prices on everything, Less things will get bought and less things. So they're going to make that company insignificant. So therefore, there's going to be less money coming out of that company that they're trying to extra, get extra taxes from. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. There's so many different uh, factors that go involved with a setting a price point for something. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, supply and demand. It's very basic. You know, yeah. what's the supply of that product and what's the demand for, to buy it? But the other is, you know, the the actual supply of lumber you know, the trees that are getting cut down, of course, they're renewable. And, and, you know, we live in Oregon, so there's a lot of push to to build, not build, but replant trees so that we're rebuilding those forests. So for future generations and future, you know, clear cutting to sure. provide these resources. I mean, to be honest, it's it wood is fantastic because it is a renewable resource and we can totally manage the forests in a way that gives us the lumber that we need to continue on the society and still provide homes for those little critters and stuff. But there's so many factors that go involved that, that get involved with the the price of whatever. But then the cost of labor is one of those things. And you know, we've we're running through this COVID pandemic and government has shut down so much stuff, not just because they say uh you can't operate your business or whatever, but they provide so many hoops and hurdles and things that you have to work through in order to just provide a, a what they call a safe environment to work in. So production goes down and you see that across the board sure. with a lot of different things. So, you know, the prices go up and for me knowing how kind of the free market generally operates, we could see what factors would then determine that 98 plus dollar sheet of of plywood. So many other areas of of uh, the free market, we can look at the same cause and effects everywhere. And what drives me crazy about the the Democrat socialists like Bernie Sanders and AOC is that they don't understand these pressures in the marketplace, right. and they, they spew out these things that oh, we're going to protect our the working man or the working woman or the working who, whatever gender they choose. We're going to take care of those people because those are the most important people. And these greedy corporations that are stealing from the workers, 
they're just saying stuff that isn't true. And they and it's so dishonest. It drives me crazy that people listen to it, regurgitate it, and try and put some emotional spin that, on, right. that makes people fall into that trap. Because there's a lot of uneducated people that get... I love the best way for me to explain to somebody about how a little bit of change... You know, they're like, well, it's just this much. Example is gas. Mm. And gas didn't just go up 30 cents, which is significant. It's been up about a buck something, at least, in the last month or so. So example is, is when the gas goes up, it's not a big deal, guys. It's just a buck, you know. It's not that big. It's only another $10 to your gas tank. Well, talk about the truckers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thousands of bucks. Well, guess what? The truckers now have to pay, have to charge... They have to pay that. They have to go charge the uh, who they're delivering for more money because of their cost. Well, guess what? The people that are are paying the truckers have to go to their corporations and say, well, listen, man, we're having to pay these truckers so much money because their overhead is so much. And then guess what? The price of chips are now freaking, you know, three to five bucks a bag, not two to three bucks a bag. Mm-hmm. It's and then guess what? Those people and here's the side point. And then those people that now are so happy to make their fifteen bucks an hour. Well, you're making less because now you're spending three, four bucks more on a. And I can't. I don't know percentage off the top of my head, but you're spending. You know, you the the percentage that you're making is being spent out the door way faster, mm-hmm. way more, and and little things. And that's just a buck here and there. Mm-hmm. That's not this major push for, there's people that want to build a house and a $200,000 house on a typically high end, which has been the last several years, has been kind of expensive to do stuff. But now it's astronomical. Mm-hmm. Your $200,000 house is looking at 600 grand to build it. And this is no BS. Yeah. And people will have to say, no, I can't do that. They can't. So guess what? There's less people people capable i mean well you you'd made a comment about uneducated and the problem is is that a lot of these folks are actually of higher education they just don't understand these concepts they're falling into this trap of of what the the democrats are pushing and they don't understand the practicality. They they're getting these you know these bachelor degrees and all this right. stuff, but, but they don't the, understand how the free market that's, works. That's where I say people. I don't I don't care if you have a degree. I don't mm-hmm. care if you have a doctor. I don't care. I've had discussions with a doctor, and they're freaking morons. <laughs> and the, the the problem is, is you might know something about this, but you're, they're not educated in in what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and doesn't matter. I don't care if you have any skill at doing anything. It doesn't mean that, that you have knowledge of everything. Yeah. And that's unfortunately when a lot of people that have that education, you know, title that they hold, they just think that, what do you mean? I'm smarter. No, you just gotten certified that you've passed this test and this test and this test. That's all that means. Mm -hmm. It means that you might've memorized some Mm-hmm. It doesn't sorry that it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you I mean how about this it, they don't know they they decide to put aside their limitations I know a lot of my limits I I don't know a whole lot of things but you know there are some things I do know but I don't presume to know everything I'm not going to go know how to do heart surgery you know or even give some suggestions like I wouldn't use that tool man I would use that you know but. Yeah, but you're pretty honest about your limitations but in these that's areas. That's my point is 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 when I say they're uneducated, 
I mean that uh, just because they have, they, they might be educated, mm-hmm. but they're uneducated about what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate that I don't care. I know people that, that literally have gone, uh, quit school after eighth grade and they're freaking hard workers, got their stuff together and they know what's going on in the world. They're completely more capable than some other people. And they, but they might have limits that where somebody else that went and gotten a higher edu- a higher education can do. So that's the whole point is is to find somebody that's perfectly rounded. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I don't know one. Yeah. You know, but but to know your abilities, it's just frustrating yeah. because a lot of people think that they're so great in one thing when maybe they are doesn't mean that they're great with with finances. You know, I, I totally agree with you because I've worked in academia for a very very long time. And there are a lot of really intelligent people that don't understand these other concepts. You know, I'm going to mess this up a bit, but Dave Ramsey, a mm-hmm. uh, little financial guru guy, rude to say little, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, he's pretty well known. Yeah. And um, he says something similar to the fact of it's, it doesn't, if, if let's just say uh, me, let's say I make a certain amount of money. I don't know. Let's not say me. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say somebody can make 200 grand a year. Okay. And let's say they're a schmuck and they're blowing all their money on all this stupid stuff. And then they win the lottery and they get like $400 million. And they're like, Oh great, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's almost a bad example, but regardless, that's a lot more money. And and uh, but let's say you could be making 200 grand a year. I know somebody that makes that made 160 grand a year and they are a mess with their finances and they're living beyond I mean behind paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. That's a decent pay yeah. and they're struggling to make it. And if that person won 400 million dollars, that doesn't make them a better more financial responsible person it will screw them up even more. Mm-hmm. And so if you're only making eight bucks an hour and you get that 15 bucks an hour, do you think that's going to help you? <laughs> no. If you're in that position trying to live off of eight bucks an hour because you don't have the drive to take that step further, it's just going to put you even more so in, behind, really. It's, it's kind of a, it's a, weird con, it's a weird concept, but it's, it's the person that needs to change, not the finances you know, for them to succeed. I agree. There's so many folks out there that think that this massive increase in, let's just say, money is going to suddenly change their behavior from what it was before. And the fact of the matter is, no, unless you unless you come to some sort of realization of yourself, then you're not your your habits aren't going to change. Right. Um, That's right. The habits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really it's a really good point. I I know for me, I don't want of course, I'd love to have some money drop on my drop in my ooh, little something happened uh, in my lap. That's mm-hmm. that'd be always great. But I don't even want that. I just want my opportunity, please. Mm-hmm. I want this world be opened back up, mm-hmm. and and uh, I want it. I want opportunity. That's it. Because I will choose to, you know, if it's Mount Everest, I will choose if I want to go to the top or middle or not even go. I want that choice, mm-hmm. and that's I think what America should be is the land of opportunity and not just, you know, especially if you give it to them, they're not going to appreciate it either. Mm-hmm. It's going to be squandered. And we, we were talking on a previous podcast about money and that, and that sort of thing. And, and we were talking about cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. talking about Bitcoin and some other stuff and, and fascinating topic. 
So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But fascinating topic about uh, ways of, of, you know, having a different, a potentially a different way of making money, mm-hmm. using money to make money, using cryptocurrency, which continually seems to be adding in more and more value. Now, there's always ups and downs, but it just seems to be growing in popularity and in value. I'm reading now that the federal government is now starting to look at creating limitations, basically capital gains taxes on increase in in your investments in cryptocurrency, which drives me crazy because, again, these are people who are just doing things for themselves, trying to improve themselves. Yeah. But because crypto has made a lot of people very wealthy, government and Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and some of these other folks are looking at that as, well, I got to get mine. Cha-ching. Right. Which drives me crazy because I look at it as, just let me try and figure out how to make money and, and you know, I'm not doing anything illegal. Let me figure out how to make some some more money based on the, the little money that I have right. outside of my other you know, get life your bills. damn hands out of it. Yeah, get your hands out it, of it. You, it, know. it. you know, I'll t- say it this way: the legalization of marijuana in all these states. Do you think it was for the people? <laughs> no, they see an opportunity. Yeah, they did, and they took it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it is. It has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people are celebrating it, and that's great. But don't think that they that it was a win for you. It was if it was if it's a win for us. The ninety-eight percent of the win is for government, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. They see, oh my gosh, all this money is being out there. Shame on it! You know, Bill Gates has been coming out against uh, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and to me, this is my opinion. I'm not saying there's facts to this at all. To me, that just says, "Ooh, this fool did not invest in it. Mm-hmm. Why else would he go <laughs> against it?" You know, and I feel like he's just talking it down because he doesn't. I'm not sure that he he needs it at this stage of his life, but. I think he that, doesn't want anybody comp- competing with him either. Well, he's also, you know, he he's concerned about uh, you know global warming and in the amount of energy that crypto requires to uh, yeah to, to be that was a in weird existence. Thing to hear. Yeah, but here here's the thing that for me is that if for instance if I decided to take my U.S. dollar and go buy pesos or you know Canadian dollars, what why does the government have a right to then capitalize on the increase in value if I switched over to a different currency. It, I know. It, that doesn't make any sense right. to me. Especially when you're doing it with already taxed money. Yeah. This is what I have left. Yeah. Let, me, let me try to do something left with what little I have. No, mm-hmm. no. now that you have made this much, now we can't, we can't have But think about the risk. So the risk That's to me, right. cryptocurrency is very volatile. If you throw, you know, let's just say $1,000 into Bitcoin, uh, let's just say a week ago, it's going to be worth, I want to say, 20% less today Mm -hmm. because it is volatile. Now, who knows, maybe another week or two from now, it moves back up and now it's 40% higher. I don't know. But there's a lot of risk in, in, in cryptocurrencies. Why is it that the government doesn't want to have anything to do with your failures? Right. right, but if they if you make money on a deal, oh no no, Dude, I gotta have my my. I've piece. said it before. This is is it not exactly how a mob rule a mob is? I yeah, mean, mobster. I'm sorry. Yeah, mobster is. Yeah. yeah, you have a you have their their gang and stuff, and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
they have to like come in and say, I'm going to take this percentage of from your deal, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bust some heads. Yeah. That's what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. Yeah. It's just more brutal. Well, you know, cryptocurrency was originally created to get away from the dollar, to get away from these other um, fiat currencies. The, the Basically, I mean, a fiat currency is just, it's a currency created by the government that's not backed by anything except for the government saying that it's worth something. Right. And a lot of fiat currencies, well, I won't say a lot. I would say almost every single one is decreasing in value in some way. And with cryptocurrencies, it's an alternative. It's a, a completely different way of of having a currency that's not managed by a central government or a central company. Now, there are some who have invented their own, which the company kind of has a little say over what happens to it. But if if I decide to just drop using the dollar and go straight to Bitcoin and only buy stuff if they allow me to buy it with Bitcoin, how does the government get involved in taking any of that? Right. Because I have now, in that scenario, I don't have any of the United States currency. It's literally behind closed doors, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It, I mean, what if I like what if freaking... I could work what if I could work um, a job where all they did is paid me in in Bitcoin or sold a product where all they paid me was in Bitcoin? And how would they even know? Yeah, they, like they shouldn't even be able to track that. Well, I'm I mean, not saying they couldn't. Yeah, they're saying they shouldn't. They could, but yeah, it's not that is that is specifically none of their damn business. Yeah, I mean, there's my money, but they still track all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. thinking. Uh, I think we just buy an island. And we uh, secede, and uh, we just have our own cryptocurrency. That'll be our yeah. It's gonna be and... called ammo. We'll have <laughs> it's called it won't be crypto. But By the way, gonna... that stuff's very valuable too right now. I know it's crazy. I mean, every time I drive by any of the uh, the gun shops now, there's lines surrounding the building. Here's an example I seen now. Mind you, my wife picked up some. This is months ago, and it was expensive. She goes, "I see some here, some nine millimeter." And uh, they wanted 450 bucks for a thousand rounds. So that's under Whoa. a buck. That's that's under. What is that? That's uh, like under 50 cents a round. I think. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. 50 cents a round would be um, 500 bucks. 500 bucks. So, um, I say grab it. But mind you, that was paying over double than what it, sh- it was prior. So mm-hmm. that was expensive as heck. I mean, it should be 198 bucks, 200 bucks for what I bought, and. Um, so she got it, and some people were clowning on her. But for the same stuff, we could saw I could have taken that and and put it in this other site, and people are spending twelve hundred dollars for a thousand rounds. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could well, pay shit stuff yeah, off. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, it's it's outrageous. And 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 my thing is, I hate it. I hate that our ammo people. My you know, I I like guns and stuff. I hate that we play that to us. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, yeah, but I again, get how it works, but yeah, exactly. Uh, Free I, I market's just, playing right there. It is. And it just sucks. Cause of course I would even get more if I, if it was not really, really, uh, ridiculous. I had a friend that said, Hey Dave, look, these are up and it's the same price. I got another email from a, the place I buy ammo from and they're like, Hey, there's some in and it was 500 bucks for a thousand rounds. And guess what? That's, I could literally still go buy that. And sell it for a thousand to twelve hundred dollars on another site, mm-hmm. and uh, but then again, once I get it, I feel like 
it's worth more than just money because it could also protect you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it has well, but again, a lot of value. For those of you listening that, that aren't familiar with guns, I mean, a thousand rounds, if you go out shooting and you're just, you know, learning how to use the weapon, practice, you know, practicing, um, how many rounds are you going to go through, let's just say, in a couple of hours out at the range? Well, I'll say, well, okay, so I've had this discussion with me and my family because once... I wanted to take them out. Um, let's just say it's my daughter, my wife, and my mom. I want them to handle a, a pistol well. And, and we start from ground zero. And there's a difference between going out shooting um, as, you know, just essentially for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting target practice, but it's for fun. And then you're going out and you're literally training. Training, I use hardly any. Mm-hmm. You know, I do little drills that have three rounds at a time, five rounds at the most out of a time, and we won't go through, but, you know, 50 rounds, maybe, maybe, maybe 50 rounds for all of us mm-hmm. in that little period of time. And, uh, but it was nothing to go out and, and right now also is because it's so expensive. I'm being really frugal with it, I guess. And, but I would go out if it was if it was four or five of us guys, and I'd go out there. I'd be using probably fifteen hundred rounds mm-hmm. because we would sit there and target practice, target practice, target practice. If you have five people, you have you know ten or fifteen rounds in the mag, mm-hmm. and you're unloading on that. And then guess what? After you get through it, most of us guys that go shooting are guys, and we like to blow stuff up mm-hmm. for fun. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we're we're shooting up a, up a storm, having a good time. But it, we're still practicing. But oh my gosh, then you don't realize how much money you just spent mm-hmm. because a thousand rounds is not that much. Yeah. It's not. It's I not. Mean, and that's the, and that's my point is that folks that, that are not familiar with, you know, shooting, um, owning a weapon, or practicing, they don't understand that a thousand rounds can go by very quickly. Here's a good example: if I go out shooting and I want to use, and let's say I spend all day and I just use ten mags and they hold 10 rounds a piece, that's 100 rounds. If I have 10 guys, and we're out there, that's all we shoot, which is holding back, that's 1,000 rounds right there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I buy it is 1,000 rounds just because it saves money than buying for each box. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean I go out and shoot them all at one time, but I buy them at in bulk because uh, it saves my wallet a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it... it yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You I don't go obviously... out and buy one bag of Top Ramen. I buy the whole case of Top Ramen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're definitely m- much more considerate of of the costs involved now. But you know, these are the these are the types of things that you know a lot of people don't even understand. One of the topics that I want to talk about was a little bit about guns today because they're um, the Biden administration is talking about these ghost guns and the. Uh, red flag laws and that sort of thing. And I kind of mm. want to get your your thoughts. Have you listened to the stuff that he's been talking about in regards to guns? I have not really recently because I've kind of toned out a little bit. But I have heard the red flag law is not new. They've pulled this through sometime in Trump's era. But they've talked about it. And my concern with that is is that I could be out anywhere or nowhere, somebody could just somebody could just make it up. I could literally call the cops right now, sitting here talking to you, call them up and say somebody I don't like, call them and say, hey, this guy was doing something messed up with guns. Now they're going to look into it. Mm-hmm. And I just made it up. It should not be that easy because he could get all of his stuff taken away, The you know, whoever I'm ta- making up here. Mm-hmm. And then he has to prove himself innocent. 
is how this thing seems to work. Mm -hmm. And I could be out doing the right things, trying to be with my mom and my wife and kid, being as safe as we really truly are. We're, you know, accidents can still happen, but we're as about as safe as we can be. And then somebody else that just doesn't like it can call us up. And now I'm going through a lot of legal mess. And just because somebody doesn't like it, somebody could look on Facebook, let's say, I, I can't, I can never post, hey, look, I got a new gun. Because guess what? On Facebook, somebody triggered or not, just an a hole mm-hmm. that's against them will go turn them in. There's going to be some issue. There is a kid, when a kid sits there and, and it's a few years back, makes a gun out of a piece of baloney and they get, they get <laughs> yeah. pulled out of school because of it. That's yeah. what, that's where this stuff can handle. When we, you have, when you have, um, you know, your, your, your children that you're not even allowed at 14 years old can make their own calls in the hospital and they're asking all these questions. And if they say there are guns and say, well, yeah, we go out and blow this up or blow this up, depending on how they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because everything you, every trigger you, you pull is an explosion. So somebody could just say shoot or explode or blow up and still the same thing. But now that could be a cause for a red flag. Now we need to investigate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, I feel like it's just a made up, make it easy to create havoc and you can lose your stuff if you can't afford to fight for yourself. Uh, Producer E, can you, can you do a quick little web search? I'm curious about the case where some guy wrote a bad Yelp review and to a doctor and the doctor took, um, basically set off, you know, some alert to the authorities using this red flag law and the consequences was that, that they went to that person's house to confiscate their guns and then go for uh, weight after the fact, um, you know, because they could take them for, I think it was a couple, three weeks and then come back. Right. So I'll, I'll let you look that up, so Ethan. So innocent be pre- um, you're innocent until proven guilty doesn't work on this. Well, <clears throat> due process is, is kind of the thing that's under fire because with the red flag laws, it just seems to be that someone can make a claim and they will come in and take action before there's an investigation. Right. I kind of compare it to, do you remember the Tom Cruise movie? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, my gosh. Basically, it, it's a movie about pre-crime. They, it'll come to me as I talk about it. But basically, they've got these two, you know, these two... Um, you know, people that can tell the future and they see visions of crimes being committed before they actually happen. Okay. Minority report. Okay. There you go. So the the whole idea is, is that these people are going to get prosecuted, caught, put in jail before they even commit a crime. And the whole, you know, force, the police force goes in and gets there before the crime has been committed. And this that's kind of what I'm seeing with these red flag laws where people are not getting due process. They're getting basically this legal interference before a crime has ever been committed. And it's, again, it, to me, it's an emotional thing from the Democrats because they've painted all these shootings as this emotional thing that if we can just save one life, and that means to stop it from happening in the first place, which means you have to prosecute or have legal action before that person has even committed any kind of a crime. Similar, they've talked about, you know, looking into, you know, genetics. Is it genetic that 
you know, people, murderers, you know, is there a gene that they have? And if so, we need a test for that. And then what? And then this, the next question was like, what are you going to do? Go bust people because they have a gene? Can they haven't committed a crime? Because we also have free will. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of things that I thought about doing or wanted to do and I didn't do because I knew better, mm-hmm. knew consequences. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, thoughts are a big deal. But guess what? Actions are bigger. And, you know, mm, yeah. Well, so Ethan brought up the the article, and uh, it looks like a New Jersey red flag law was used for a doctor who uh, looks like a plastic surgery center. Uh, basically, made this claim to the authorities, and the authorities went and confiscated how many guns was it? Uh, I think they said uh, three pistols, one rifle, and a revolver. Uh, along with ammunition and it was just it was a uh, it it was done in retaliation to it looked like some sort of bad online review but of the doctor right now how can you get away with that that's that seems right. to be the contradictory to uh you know our second amendment warrant? rights you yeah. know before they can even come into your house you need a judge to sign off on a warrant so where's the warrant you mm-hmm. know so you should have to have a judge and you have to be the guy, just like when you go get a, a, a restraining order, you have to go to plead your case mm-hmm. to the court and they will deem if it's worthy or not. You don't just get to go get one. Just go down to Walmart and pick one up and <laughs> yeah. place it. Um, and so this here, you should, so therefore you should have to present facts to a judge before, and I get their whole argument is, well, you know, that's just not fast enough this person could go create crime, mm-hmm. you know, within mm-hmm. that time. But guess what? You don't get to lose your constitutional rights just because of that. Mm-hmm. We have to allow... There has to be due process. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we're going to go down a, a rabbit trail of politics, but, you know, I'm I'm an atheist. Sorry, Grandma. Yeah, I'm an atheist. And um, I am also a conservative, which seems very odd, because in general you would think that an atheist would be very left-leaning and they would, you know, go along with all this stuff. But, you know, folks like myself can also be conservative. I can believe that the free market is the best way of doing things. I think that you can, um, you know, get the government out of most things and life improves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that there should be lower taxes. I think well, that a lot of the, like the Ted Cruz's of the world have some incredibly good points on a ton and, of different topics. And being a conservative le- lets you have the freedom to be what you want to be. I get to be a non-believer because of my conservative values. That's right. <laughs> but, you know? But, but that's my point is, or a point of mine is that, that, it's crazy because I think they all should, everybody should be lean, leaning more towards conservatism because without it, like, like so many people that I talk to, they, they think that, you know, that their side being a liberal, they're not trying to take away your freedoms. No, you listen, you may not want, <laughs> you may not be, but the people you're voting for are, yeah. and you still have hatred when they still, still have to show that Trump talk about, are you kidding me? You can't even talk about the freaking, <laughs> the president that we have. And when I say, if somebody was to discuss, oh my gosh, he, what he's doing with the, with the border, and then you have to bring up Trump, can we not 
I've moved past it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Trump is perfect. I liked a lot of things that he did, but I don't think he's perfect. And, but I could have that discussion and I don't hate anybody that's against Trump either. But mm-hmm. guess what? You can't even, they can't even talk out against it, even if it's hurting themselves. And it just blows my mind. So when people say that, I can't believe that, that they think that we don't love guns. Well, you're not going to hear that accusation towards a conservative, you fool. It's because of everybody else that you think that you're not a side of. There's a lot of old Democrats that think that they're Democrats, but they don't realize they're on a communist party. Well, so I have not... Well, okay, let me back up. I don't know tons of conservative um, folks. Uh, just because of the nature of where I work and where I live, uh, conservatives are somewhat rare. But if you were to look at the number of conservative beliefs, they are very tied to the Constitution. If you look at a lot of the left-leaning, like liberal Democrats, they say that they want to hold a, the the Constitution. They want to hold those things. Uh, the problem is, is that the policies and the the things that they talk about are in co- in contradiction to those right. things. All the censoring that's going on, direct contradiction to the First Amendment. Yes, all of the ghost gun and labeling things as assault rifles, making up terms that are not used by gun enthusiasts or people who know anything about guns. They're making stuff up. It's in direct contradiction to the Second Amendment. There are so many of those things that... They move the goal. Yeah, I know what I mean? Like, here's another example, uh, not to get, uh, sorry, political. I know, we're going to rabbit trail. (laughs) Is, you know, you have have the court packing. Mm -hmm. And, And... I don't care what happened in the past, but if you keep growing, it's just, just living off of everybody else's wrongdoings, then what's the point? Somebody needs to have a stand, you know? So if they add more judges so that they, they, now they become, you know, the rule, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, they're just moving the goal. Example is if I go to play soccer, and me, how I am... <laughs> against the soccer players and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can only run up and down. No, no, I could run up the field, <laughs> not even back down. And these guys could do it all day long. And the goal's only, I'm making this up 20 feet wide. I don't know, maybe it's shorter. <laughs> it's just un- unacceptable for me. I need these guys to freaking only run up once and then start walking the whole time because I can't. Mm-hmm. And that goal needs to be 40 feet wide, not 20, because I can't make it in that. That's what they're doing is switching it up so they could win instead of fighting the game, instead of me working out and getting up my, you know, so I can run up and down with the rest of them and practicing so I can get, get the ball in the, the goal. I'm trying to get everybody well, else's change to me. While the whole time they're saying we need a level playing field. <laughs> This is the language that they use. They have all of these rules, and then they say, oh, but we need to level the playing field. It's like playing games with my my kids when they were really young, especially one in particular, where he'd constantly change the rules when he started to lose. Oh, oh yeah, and then there's this other rule. And it's that's exactly what's been happening. The rules keep changing. With them saying, we just need to level the playing field because too many people have an advantage. And get this. I'm going to do something that the left cannot do. I don't want my team to do it. Mm -hmm. I want nothing changed from how, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, I don't want any, I don't want them to tamper with anything. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm tired of listening to what the freaking government, either side is doing. 
all of us in this this country has a lot more important things to sit in there and watch that soap opera disaster from either side. And and I really wish that the people that I am making fun of here, but and not people I'm making fun of, but can really stop giving glory to the government and not even who care, not even see them for who they really are, but just start seeing uh, each of us who we really are, and 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 appreciate our differences. And how about this? Not even talk about our differences because there's so many things that are are in common. I just feel like uh, what the government is doing is working and is dividing us. And, and I am on board with it too. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for it too, even though I try not to. It's a big reason why I'm not listening. When I say I don't listen to shows, it's because they're mostly political. And, and I don't need that right now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not, it's important to keep your, you know, air on the track so you can hear the train coming. But man, I got I got so many things going on where I can't even focus on what I need to do, mm-hmm. and I need to do me for a while. And they're not trying to do us. Yeah. I don't care what side you're on. Well, that's why I struggle with Twitter because I think there are some good points that get made, but it's not a conversational platform. And so people are going to put in their however many characters in the the space, and they try and get to this you know quick witted thing. And there's never really a conversation. People never talk about the roots of of whatever the topic is. And it drives me crazy because then you get all this negativity, people calling each other idiots. And when that happens, then you've lost all potential f- to have a, a decent conversation. Right. So that's why I'm struggling a little bit with this, this idea of Twitter. Um, you know, I, I enjoy talking po- politics and, you know, we'll... we'll We'll definitely cover more on another show, but I, I want to shift gears a little please, bit. Please, please. That's the last thing I really want to do, believe it or not. <laughs> because this week I received my second Moderna COVID shot, vaccine shot. Oh, now we're back to politics. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I, I'm not like an anti-vax type person. I think that there there's a lot of vaccinations out there that... Um, we think are safe initially, and then with further study, we find out they're not safe. I think that there are a lot of crazy diseases out there, malaria and some other things where we get vaccinations and we see a decrease. Uh, Maybe it's not even malaria. What's the... um, What's the... What's the disease that that folks get? I think it's in like tropical or maybe like African countries where they lose muscle function, Mm -hmm. body function with their different limbs. They stop being able to walk. Um, uh, I can't even remember what it is. Syphilis. No. <laughs> well, that's another one that's a problem. But, uh, Ethan, you can... It's not leprosy. It's not leprosy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm not like an anti-vaxxer, but I am cautious with some of this stuff. Yeah. Now, with Pfizer and Moderna, there's been... Uh, v- the number of side effects have been somewhat small, but we're only how many months of having it on the market? I mean, it's only been a year, a little over a year now that people have shut down the country because of, of COVID. So the vaccine is probably less than a year old. Well, and how many study, months have they right? done this under study? Exactly. So when I got my, when I got my first shot, my arm was really sore for about four days. Uh, I think it was day two and three. It was really sore. Day four, I could tell it was starting to go away. I get my second shot. 
on Monday of this of this last week. And I didn't remember the first shot hurting as much. And I don't know if that's just because the way that the person gave me the shot, same person, by the way, both times that gave me the shot, didn't hurt going in and didn't hurt until, I, you know, maybe four hours later. But that's uh, your physical arm that you're talking and about. And that's my physical but that, arm. That could but, be with tetanus too. Well, sure. Right? Well, sure. But this one, the second shot hurt a lot more. In fact, my arm was very numb, like to the touch of the skin. But then if you would put any pressure on it, it was like someone gave me this big old Charlie horse. Because you got some chimpanzee in you. Yeah. Well, remember the days, Dave, when it was fun for us to, to punch each other? Mm-hmm. And just give each other a dead leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember those days i'm still up for that (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm too old for it but that's what it felt like if you like touched like put any pressure Mm -hmm. on it it hurt a lot like lifting my arm hurt a lot but then the outside almost felt numb yeah yeah so and i didn't remember it feeling like that the last time but on the second day i got pretty sick second day i i had a staff meeting in the morning so i was online and I made it through only part part of that meeting, and I started to feel like just like I wasn't I didn't have a clear mind. I was getting really fatigued, and so I said, "Hey, email me. Let me know. I'll check my email a little bit later. Let me know if there's anything I can help out with." And I crashed for I want to say over three hours, and I woke up and I felt really good, really good. I went to practice, and I ended up having about I think about a two hour practice, and I started feeling tired within the first 10 minutes of practice the kids the high school kids they could tell i wasn't feeling very good and i not a high energy practice i just felt like i was getting tired again Mm -hmm. like i did in the morning and so i okay well i'll just make it through this well by the end of practice i started getting body aches and by the time i got home that night i felt like I, i was really fighting something body aches i was starting to feel just like you know, like I was getting the flu, knowing that I wasn't going to get the flu, that my immune system was firing. I ended up going to bed and woke up the next morning and I was sweating like crazy. And sounds like the flu. And it sounded like the flu. But then probably once I got up, showered, got, you know, went off to work, which I had to get up at like five in the morning uh, to go to work, which is very unusual. Normally it's eight o'clock. I have to get to work and Mm -hmm. I had to be there by like six. So I was already kind of struggling, but I felt pretty decent. And then all of a sudden, about halfway through the day, I started getting tired again. And I don't even think I had time to really do much. I think I went home and tried to take a nap for an hour. And I started feeling better. And and to be honest, it was really a one full 24-hour day that I was just in really bad shape. And I felt pretty good from now on. Now, with that being said, there are still concerns about things happening several days after in some cases and we've got the johnson and johnson that was shut down for i can't remember how many days they just opened it up again because people were getting uh blood clots now they just they're allowing and, the shot and again now, now they're allowing it again and, and i don't know why I, they maybe there's further study or maybe it's just so uh statistically insignificant that 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 risk isn't tell that to the people that are dead yeah yeah so, or or the people who are just scared because dying of a blood clot that's that could be very fast and you could be very healthy 
at one point and then suddenly you're not walking on this earth anymore. Right. Because I think a a lot of the stuff that they were talking about, because I looked into that, there's a, there's two of them. There's one in the UK that caused blood clots as well. And I can't remember what it's called. I thought it starts with an E or something, but regardless, and that they've rushed these through so much is that they haven't seen example is like if uh, girls, cause these were a bunch of girls too. Yeah. Female. Yeah. If right. they were, if they were, um, on birth control, because birth control is what? Something that could create clotting. That's right. And so what if these are not compatible, let's just say with some other, mm-hmm. um, lack of a better word, drugs that they're taking, mm-hmm. but that's part of it. It, all it does, it will not stop you from getting it. You know that? Well, you know what it's supposed to do is help. If you get it, it will help subside the side effects of it. Yes. But that's what a vaccine will do is it allows your body to basically reject, but it do, fight but, it off in a short but period of time. People feel that when you get it, you, you won't get it anymore. Right. Because nobody sits there and looks into what it is really for. And, but yeah, but guess what? That doesn't mean you're done, Scott. Now you got to take it every year. Well, yeah, there has to be a booster. You're right, because you can still get it. But what bothers me the most, well, there's, I can't even say it's the most, because there's a lot of things that bother me about this. Let me kind of back up. I felt, keep in mind, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I am concerned about the testing and the long-term effects of having this vaccine or potentially any other vaccine, right? And I felt like I was kind of guilted into having to take it based on a lot of different uh, social pressures. I, I'll be fair. I am against it. I don't take flu shots. I don't like taking any drugs. I don't want to take anything. So I don't want to take anything for this either. I'd like to try, try to be healthier, which I've been trying to do, and, and let my immune system take care of it like God intended me in doing. So if, if but for me... I would like, I'm not, again, I don't want to, but I'm willing to in time, but I want it to, I want some time to be put in. I don't even want us, somebody else to be used as a guinea pig. I want, I mean, volunteer, fine, you know, but I don't think that you should be forcing or anybody to go get it because I, I don't want any harm to come from anybody, but I know that you have to test it out, but it shouldn't be on our public, you know, take volunteer people that want to voluntarily do it, but I don't, I don't feel that there's enough to convince me of it's safe yet. Yeah. And, and, and they, they've, they've done, oh, the guy that I went to, the metals guy, and he, he, I had told him that because I just want to move forward, and I said, you know what, we thought about it, but then, you know, when the Johnson Johnson came up and they were like, ooh, we took a step backwards instead of getting it because we want to, you know, be cautious. And he said, you know, it's such a small percentage, though, Dave. I go, well, guess, you know, I didn't say it because I don't want to, I don't want to argue. I could, no problem turn around doing my work business elsewhere. But my point is, is guess what? I have three women to me. That's my mom. And I'll even throw my sister in there because she's one of my favorite gals too, believe it or not, um, is those four women to me, the odds are great to me that somebody that I care about can get hurt. And I know I can be too, but but who, who is, who, it's easy for him to say, it's easy for somebody else to say, like, don't sweat it. It's a small minor or, or percentage. And I'm like, yeah, but that just means it could get you, you know? I mean, I don't know. Well, for some reason, I'm calculating more and more 
so many things that I'm doing in my life. So let me and and so the second part of this taking the shot was first is the 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 social pressure for me to go get it. And then the second piece of it is what am I what's the risk that I'm having to weigh here? And I spent more time on weighing the risk than than I did considering that the social pressure was a lot. And I found that when I weighed the risk and I looked at all of the other things about, you know, getting COVID and having lung issues, potentially COVID in the brain, potentially, I, I thought, you know what, I would like to know that my body will fight it off faster than without it. And I'm not so sure that I like the idea of getting a booster all the time and all this stuff. But the stuff that I'm reading about COVID sticking in, you know, impacting your brain, impacting your lungs and damaging, you know, you know, my stepdad died of, of uh, lung cancer and to see him struggling to breathe uh, in his last days was horrifying to me. And one of the things that, that can potentially happen with COVID is it can create permanent lung damage. And and so these were the other aspects that I had to consider. And so I decided, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll so do So your it. main concern was your fear of COVID. My main concern was long-lasting, potential long-lasting damage to my lungs and having something that might tweak something in my brain. Because not only are the, the vaccinations not fully tested, so have the side effects of getting COVID have not fully been realized. And some of the fears that I have about permanent like brain damage, because COVID does get into your brain and does mess with tissue in your brain. And right. then the idea that, you know, that there could be permanent lung damage, that freaked me out. Sure. But then you put something in you that you don't even know at all about. Well, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but that's that's the weighing that I did. Yeah, but you know a microscopic percentage to what the people that created it, and those people don't even know that much about it. Hence, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. Um, is your wife and kid going? Wife and kids going to be my, taking it? My my wife already uh, got it. Uh, doesn't sound like my kids want to do it, which is fine to me. But uh, my, you know, my dad doesn't have any interest in doing it either. And and the thing is that I'm I'm okay with that. And they have to they have to weigh whatever it is in any decision outside of COVID so, and the vaccination. And and I that's fine. I agree a hundred percent. So like I bust your balls because I I will. But yeah. just <laughs> yeah, just to yeah. be fair, the main thing that I got that I was busting your balls about more than anything is don't ever. I mean, like all, all I cared about was that you have a concern or scare of COVID. I get it, but it ticks me off because I don't care how you point or paint it. I don't care who you work with or how often you are around certain things. Never let the pressure of anybody else. Don't ever do it underneath somebody else's yeah, pressure. I should not be doing it under any kind and, of duress. And I and, totally agree. And, and, but but I do think of it as a flu, and I do think of it as because the flus are another COVID, and that 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 there's people that die from it, and I risk the fact of because I never take the flu shot, and I have other people. What do you mean you don't take the flu? No, I never have. Oh man, you should take that because of beebity bobbity boop. But guess what? I don't. I'm totally for them taking it. I don't even judge that they're taking it. 
And the way I'm seeing it is, I talked to another guy just uh, yesterday, and, and he was talking about how he got his. And he was the first guy that didn't, after I hadn't talked to him for so long, he'd go, hey, I just got my shot. You know, I had seen him three times that day, and then mm -hmm. he was like, man, yesterday I felt like crap, but it might have been the shot that I got because I had gotten my shot. But I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, he didn't like glorify it like yeah. everybody else. And he goes, I did it for me. I don't care about anybody else that does it. I don't care people that do do mm -hmm. it. I go, I'm not saying I'm a disbeliever in COVID. I go, I, I'll just say I'm a gambler. Just like I gamble that I won't get the flu. And I gamble that if I do, I'll be all right. I'll get mm -hmm. through it. I'll be miserable perhaps. But that's how I feel like with COVID. And I would like to give my body an eye option to, you know, here's another gal I went or we used to work with at my old job. Um, he, he, she was in the hospital because of COVID and she died. Mm -hmm. And then you read, she died from complications treating COVID, mm -hmm. not from COVID. Yeah. And it's like, I would like to stay the flying away from those hospitals. I would like to handle it myself. I don't want them sticking me with anything, especially that hasn't been around that long. And even some of the stuff that's been around a very long time, are they finding out are, are problematic? So I try to push the natural way to all the time, the best way. Um, but at the same time, I'm the guy that gambles and by no means am I going to knock anybody that wants to go get it, but I will shove it right back up their butts if they try to waste their time. Try, don't even waste your time convincing me. I don't need convincing. Yeah. Worry about you. Mm -hmm. Like when I go to the metals guy, don't sit there and bibby bop mm -hmm. boop. Tell me your freaking opinion about it. So that's, and that's the, the flip side of, you know, cause this is one of the areas that I want to talk about today because, um, you know, I've, I've had to deal with, um, COVID sanitizing and COVID rules in a lot of different areas lately. <laughs> well, I mean, really it's been all year, but I've been reading more about the guidance from the CDC and of course they keep changing it that, you know, they think that, uh, I was just reading an article from uh, the CDC I think just a few weeks out that said uh, the potential for catching COVID from a surface is very low. And of course we are living right now where restaurants and all these different businesses, education, they're, they're freaking out about having to sanitize everything, yep. sanitizing every single surface, but the risk is very, very low. And then the other stuff, and we've talked about this before, about the idea of, of using masks. And I keep going back to the idea that if you are concerned about catching COVID, then take the appropriate precautions Absolutely. and wear a mask that's going to protect you. But I've looked around on a lot of different shelves, including my work, and I've tried to read the labels of these masks. There's one label that had any sort of uh, details on what its use is. And the, the use said to reduce aerosol or, yeah, droplets from the person wearing the mask from getting out. And I'm paraphrasing. It's not, I'm not saying it exactly the way it was written. All the other ones didn't say anything about what their intended use are, what, uh, what the mesh rating is for like what size of particles can get through none of those things are to protect the person wearing it any of them now if you go n95 i think that there are some claims there about protecting the person who's wearing it all of these masks are 
have been marketed to protect the other person, which it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because in every single test that I've ever seen, you can see that all that stuff get, turns into an aerosol as it gets pushed through that that mask. Because they're okay even wearing non-mask. It's just a it's a face coverings that yeah, they care about. Exactly. It's, as long as your face is covered, that's all they care about. And this is where it bothers me when people now are getting the uh, the vaccine and now they're still wearing masks and they're still doing the social distancing. The the CDC is talking about. Uh, a three foot uh, social distance is okay. And, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, where I'm working and other stuff that's going on, but uh, I've been working with track kids and it's an outdoor sport. Okay. Number Mm -hmm. one, outdoor sport. It's a no contact sport and where everyone is required to wear masks and sanitize stuff and it's completely ridiculous mm-hmm. because any of the recommendations from the CDC says that yeah, outside, the likelihood of you contracting COVID is very, very small because of UV light, because yes. of the volume of COVID that you could potentially pick up through the air, because there's so much air exchange there, going yes. on. Yes, and they've talked about, because to touch on what you're saying is, I've read, it was just maybe this morning or yesterday, that that... The six feet might as well be 60 feet mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. But it irritates the hell out of me because you were just talking about don't give in to social pressures. And that's what pisses me off the most because all of the social pressures out there. I was out at a track meet, at, at a college track meet, and it's an, again, it's an outdoor meet. There's no contact between uh, athletes. And there were security guards walking around the university enforcing the mask rule there was a there was a family who was standing i would like to say you know 80 to 100 feet away from the competition area watching the javelin and the um and one person was not wearing a mask and a security guard eventually came over and told them that they would have to leave if they didn't put a mask on now this was it was obvious that it, this was a parent and their um i don't know maybe a 5 year old child and they were so far away from everyone else, there was no risk at all, was yet the, they still had to go was in Was it and the five-year-old it. child that didn't have it on? No, it was okay. the parent. Because that parent. blows my mind even more than anything is the the airplane, there's so many on the airplanes where you have a two-year-old or even a younger that just won't keep their mask on and they kick them off the flight because the kid won't put yeah. mask on. But again, Ugh. what bothers me is the idea that 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 person has to wear a mask to protect the people around them, which is ridiculous because they're not around anyone else. Number two, that should not be their responsibility. The responsibility is take care of yourself. Right. If you got a problem in a fear of COVID, then wear a stinking mask that's going to protect you. Yes. And again, we're outside. All of the recommendations from the CDC and all these different studies show that the likelihood of you catching it outside is so incredibly small because of all these different factors. And we're still living in a in a an area where people are having these really stupid rules to enforce something and a lot that of, is, has almost no risk. And and the majority of people that get COVID don't even realize that they have it. Yeah, the asymptomatic folks. So it, it's. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm starting to get too serious. Dave. Well, yeah, I know. It, it's <laughs> it's frustrating to me because the COVID issue has been. It was like Hillary had said, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. And they certainly are not. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating me because 
I will probably never, ever, ever be able to walk around in my job without a flipping mask on. And that is the thing that drives me absolutely insane every day. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's made me question me working there. Imagine you doing your work, your workouts, you know, the ones that you've been doing recently mm-hmm. with a mask on the entire time. I just time. saw the gal that ran a, um, uh, I don't I can't, I can't remember what, it wasn't a marathon. I can't remember how far she ran. I don't know if it was the mile or something, but mm-hmm. she ran and she passed out at the end and they were required to wear freaking yeah. MFing masks mm-hmm. while you're running. Are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's, it's not, it cannot be healthy for you to be struggling to breathe it is not. when your heart rate okay. is up so high. So I have to keep using it. So when I went to um, my metals guy, he had masks on, I had my face covering on and he was acceptable with that. And it's foolish. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is if anybody cared, they would make everybody in this country or planet wear the N95 mask because that's the one that will actually help the most Mm -hmm. face coverings do not help you and um so this guy happened i noticed i had an n95 i'm like oh well she's i knew this guy was serious beans Mm -hmm. and but he tell me that when you're sitting there i'm not kidding he's like (laughs) he he is forcing air in Mm -hmm. sound like a scuba diver yeah that is not healthy he's old dude Mm -hmm. and He's struggling himself to literally inhale. That is not good. Hello, people. So I, I decided that uh, I was going to take advantage of the time that I was out there with the kids coaching, that I would do the workouts with them. And after the, the I would say the second day, I just decided I give up. I'm not going to do it because I can't breathe. I'm constantly shouting. They can't, not only can they not see me smiling or being serious, they can't they can't hear me and i can't breathe and it was just the other day i was i was walking up the bleachers to the press box and ethan calls me and i don't i can't remember what he was asking me about but he kind of gave me a hard time about you know he was like mimicking me cuz i couldn't breathe i was still recovering from the walking up the stairs with the mask on and i was just thinking this is how horrible it was for my stepdad uh, with his lungs. He was gasping for air. Yep. And it gives me this uh, instant anxiety. Claustrophobic Claustrophobic, yep. exactly. I, uh, I, so I just decided I'm not going to even attempt to work out with the kids. I'm going to have to find a different time to do it. And I've been really slacking because I've been working a lot of extra hours uh, this time of the year. But with, with all of this, this being said... I'm really bothered that we haven't gotten an improvement in the, you know, the the relaxing of the rules. No, Oregon just got worse. Yeah, so the restrictions are getting worse, and I don't know when we're going to get to this point, because even though we've got more and more people vaccinated, more and more folks are coming down and saying, we are not going to loosen the the rules, and we're still going to enforce the mask rules, and all all these things that just seem like I thought once we get a vaccine, the stuff, life goes back to normal. If we continue as a society to think that we have to protect that other guy, then we're going to be in this situation forever. And I'm sorry, protecting the other guy, that's what these Democrat socialists are, are trying to um, 
indoctrinate and convert us into. It's we are about individual freedoms. We're not about protecting the other guy. Mm-hmm. If we were about protecting the other guy, our society would collapse, and we would end. I mean, <laughs> we would just collapse. So, well, I I, I will say again. People that want to go get it, please go get it. And people that don't want to, don't get it. Mm-hmm. And here's a little help in hand to the people that don't want to get it because everybody asks you, are you vaccinated? Say, yeah. And I would, I could say, yeah, and I'm not lying. I think I got for lupus or <laughs> polio or, you know, something back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when everybody says that, that you've been talking to about, they think it's COVID, you know, so just say, yeah, I've been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And if they say, well, what kind, man? Because that's they try to badge of honor. Yeah, man, I got this one, man. You got that one? Right, right. No, you just go, <laughs> you go, does it matter? Yeah. No. No. But, you know, I, 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 I will say, and I mean this, I really do. I really hope that there's no harm that comes to you for getting it. And I really hope there's no harm that comes to me for not getting it. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I don't know which way to go. Yeah. So. Uh, good conversation, Dave. Thanks. And you kind of needed that. <laughs> I get a chance to vent once in a while. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's let's close out, close out the show. Uh, those of you listening, thanks again for doing so. Uh, if you don't mind, share this podcast with others. We would so appreciate that. Yes, please. And you guys can always catch us on um, on YouTube or you know the NTS podcast on Twitter. If I decide to keep up with it, <laughs> I don't know. So okay, well, uh, until we see you next time, uh, take care and be safe. 